Hi there, and welcome to another uh, episode of Considering Comic Books. This is a very special episode with a very good friend of mine and an incredibly talented creator. He is a previous um, guest on the show. Uh, he has an assembled an absolute arsenal of talent to um, represent his latest project. It's a project that's been five years in the making, and we talked about it last time when it was still in the Genesis phase. It is now uh, past Genesis. It is in production, and it is on Kickstarter for you guys to go and check out. Uh, without further ado, I want to um, I want to welcome on again my my friend Eric Peterson, and uh, uh, the creator of. Uh, the frankly awesome series Space Bastards, uh, which I've I've read an advanced copy of, and it it blew my fucking mind. I was really really delighted reading it. Actually, I was just telling Eric before we we started there how much I liked it. Eric, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you so much for having me back. A pleasure, an absolute pleasure. So, uh, dude, last time I talked to you, this thing was still it was still getting made. I'd seen some of it. Now I've seen I've seen the entire uh, book, big fat European style hardcover. Uh, it's it's got some of the best artists in the biz, whether it be Derek Robertson, Colin McNeil, uh, you know Simon Bisley. You got Clint Langley in there. Uh, you know you got Boo Cook. It's it's just a really beautiful book using these artists that certainly were massive influences on me, uh, especially grew, growing up on, you know, uh, 2000 AD. And you mentioned, you mentioned it, the Kickstarter, you talk about the Vertigo line. So these, these guys were huge for me. Uh, dude, how do you feel getting it out there finally? I was, um, I, I sent an email to all the artists uh, when we launched, you know, the other day. And yeah. uh, I was shaking, writing them an email. Like I had to write an email to be like, guys, it's out here please, you know, share and all that. Yeah. And then literally, like, I wanted to write, like, a long, you know, like, a, oh, my God, we made it, like, that. I kind of think, and I, I really could Like, I was, I was just like, uh, you know, longer emails forthcoming. I have to I have to go lay down. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know how to describe it. Like, it's just been, it's been something that's been a part of my life for so long. Like, Honestly, since I was like 13 years old, and um, so actually having it out there and being able to talk openly about it and yeah. stuff like that was just, uh, yeah, really surreal, you know? Well, not not only that, I mean, this is a project that you funded yourself. Um, you know, I mean, you, you've, th this thing has been gestating for a very long time, not just as a passion project that you've had since you were a kid, but it's something that you've put your own time, effort, money into. You've really, you know, you've went out there and, and bust ass you know, working, working the day job to make this happen. So, I mean, there's, there's part of me that, um, you know, wants it to succeed because I, I really enjoyed the material, but there's another part of me that wants it to succeed because man, you have put so much effort into this and you've got so much talent involved in it and it shows, you know? Oh, thank you. Yeah. I mean, it's, um, so it, it is, this is kind of the, this is, I don't know, like a few years ago, I guess five years ago, myself and my co-writer and co-creator, Joe Aubrey, we, yeah. we really did kind of decide, all right, enough mucking about, we just, we're going to do this as if, as if we only get one shot, you yeah. know what I mean? Which we haven't had one shot. We, we started making Space Bastards films, you know, like, mm -hmm. uh, I don't know, 10, 15 years ago and, and all that stuff. But I mean, this is like, hey, you know, who, who are the artists? If we could choose anybody, 
who are the artists that we would want to work on this and and um that's these guys i mean it's 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 cool we've got like our you know we call our fans the space bastards because i think definitely it's more than kind of just a book there's sort of a uh i don't know there's sort of a, a whole ethos that comes along with it but then there's also the our space bastards which is the artists that work on it you know what i mean like we we mail these guys we mail each other like rare bottles of liquor and uh stay out till eight in the morning when we actually get a chance to see each other because oh, a lot dude. of us are spread yeah you know spread all over the place and all that stuff I yeah gotta, it's, it's it's these are my brothers i love these guys now you know well do you know what i gotta tell you it's one of, this is one of the things i loved about it and it's one of the things it's funny it's something that clicked with me whenever i met you originally we met in bristol what was it like two years ago Last year, yeah. Yeah, and you explained your vision to me then, and I remember thinking, like, fuck, this guy's got, he's got a lot of really big guys involved. Uh, you know, it, it sounds like something I would absolutely love, because, you know, whenever you told me the concept, I was like, fuck, it sounds like, it sounds like a Vertigo book from 20 years ago, you know what I mean? That's I was so happy. I, I got a uh, reply. I got a reply on Twitter from Karen. Ber- uh, Karen, is it Berger? Yeah. Berger. Um, uh, I've only ever read her name. I've never heard it spoken. Oh, so, uh, but, <laughs> but, yeah, I got a reply from her yesterday, which warmed my heart. Cause, oh. Yeah. I, I'm, I love, I grew up reading the Vertigo books. I love all that stuff. Dude, that is awesome. Karen, Ber- uh, Karen Berger and Shelly Bond made that line, right? Yeah. Uh, if, yeah, you, yeah. if you look back, funny, I was having a conversation with somebody earlier about this. Uh, we were talking about 2080 and essentially the importance of 2080. Now, a lot of American uh, readers won't really have come across 2080, but what they could not have missed was the legacy of 2080, right? And, yeah, and that is stretched across that stretch yeah. that definitely stretched across the sea, you know. Oh, totally. But the people who were responsible for it, because if you if you watch the uh, 2080 documentary Future Shock, Karen yeah. Berger, uh, you know, talks about, they talk about how she was an Anglophile, she was interested in that uh, sort of area of writing and science fiction and stuff, and so she imported all those guys, all that talent, you know, and uh, so Vertigo could not have existed without her and without that unique sort of vision she had for the line, and um, I got to tell you, without you know um, blowing smoke everyone talks shit about the 90s but i think the 80s for 2008 and the 90s for vertigo was some of the best comics on the rack right and i i i I think it's hard you know nowadays i look at a lot of what comes out i'm constantly moaning about it being sanitized i feel it is very sanitized you know it's it's like safe material comparatively speaking you know from whenever vertigo was a it's peak and dark horse were at their peak and you know in 2008 were firing on all cylinders you had this fucking ravenous material you know it was just out there eating everything alive it forced the superhero genre to grow up so you know whenever i read your book that's what it reminded me of it made me go fuck this is you know it, it is a necessary and a good step back to a period when comics you know love it or hate it were really flourishing and really had people's attention they had captured the zeitgeist and thank you so much i really appreciate it like i i that's my jam i um you and i have this in common it explains yeah. why we're friends but like i have to be careful i get really angry about um the status of uh, how can i say this 
Joe says it in the Kickstarter when he's, you know. Little, <laughs> I've watched the video. I've watched the video, and he is very funny. I have to say, I, I love that. Yeah, I love that segment. Funny. I loved it. But it, there's that whole thing where it's like, it's hard for me these days to find, I don't know, like, it, it's hard for me to find stuff that, like, makes me so that excited yeah. as I was, you know, 20 years ago. You know what I mean? Like, it, yeah. it's, it's, it's a different world we live in. I think maybe that's yeah. part of it. I, I don't know. I think the readership also for comics has changed so much. It has. Um, it has. You know, I, you know yeah. I, 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 I mean, you're, you're absolutely. I was talking to a dude about this yesterday. Actually, we were having a very similar conversation. It seems, Eric, that everybody in our age bracket is having a similar conversation. And everybody who grew up on those comics feels like they're in some sort of jeopardy and feels like almost a responsibility to try and do something about it. And the fact that you're doing something about it is one of the most fucking heartening things for me, right? Oh, it, thanks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank I you. mean, you know, no, I'm, I mean this. And, I, you know, like, I never blow smoke up anyone's ass, right? Uh, I have, no, I know. Because I'm, yeah, fr I'm friends. Right, you've always I'm, been very... Very to the point, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it's it's like you know, I, I'm friends. I'm friends with people who work in the industry and what have you, and and they will tell you straight up that if you sent me something, I'm not just gonna for the sake of it go, oh, that's amazing, it's the best thing ever. No, I'll go that shit if it's not good. I'll say it's shit, <laughs> and you're letting yourself down. You can't put it out like that. Uh, you know, yeah. There's there's plenty of creators who will tell you that's their conversations. I like it or or, or hit it. Ultimately, it's the best way to operate. It's how all my editors I've ever had have operated with me. They've never just turned around and said, "Oh yeah, we'll take it." Uh, just, just to you know, try and stand my good side or something, my theoretical good side. No, th this, you know, if something's shit, I will tell you. And I read Space Bastards, and the first thing I thought was, I can't fucking wait to have a shelf full of these because this is just gonna be, uh, you know, I could see uh, the big fat collection on my shelf beside the Dread Mega Collection, and I was like. This is going to be great. I can't wait. It's uh, it's like stories I want to read. Um, yeah. You know, it's it's a format I I, I I love the look of aesthetically, and it's a bunch of artists that you know have uh, they they've proven uh, pull. You know, these guys are like I mean, you know, you, you take one of those artists and they'll look at me to read the book. You take a whole uh, bunch of them. You know, uh, McNeil, uh, Robertson, uh, Clint Langley, Clint Langley. Uh, you know, uh, the last time I saw him sketching, and uh, I think it was in a skeleton. I was like, holy shit! I thought he was purely digital. So whenever you see his stuff, like up yeah, close, it's amazing. And, it, yeah. It's totally, it's it's different and it's equally as viable. Like it's yeah. yeah. I sat next to him this year. We did like a little, you know, like a little pre-launch yep. tour at Enniskillen and then also um, uh, down, you know, Lawless again, uh, down in Bristol. And I sat next to him at both shows. So I saw him doing commissions all the time mm -hmm. and it was lovely. It was amazing. He's just like, he's got, he's got like a real um, masterful, uh, well, this will sound like I'm talking about something else, but he's got a masterful stroke. He's, uh, he's, <laughs> uh, yeah. he's, you know, like his, his brush technique and all that stuff is like awesome. You know, yeah. it's really, really good for a guy that's known so, so much for, digital for stuff. his digital work, you know? Yeah. Do you know, you, you find out with the digital guys though. I know guys who do digital and they freak the fuck out when people question their artistic integrity or their ability or whatever. Uh, yeah. they really freak out and, and it's because, you know, they, they may have segued into digital, but they largely 
learns how to, uh, you know, pencil or paint or whatever it is, uh, uh, the, the old fashioned way. So yeah. uh, I, uh, some of those guys, I'll not mention names, they know who they are. Uh, but if they ever get shit about, uh, you know, their digital art, they freak out. But before we go down a rabbit hole and like, you know, completely drift off topic, uh, let's let's talk more about space bastards. What I've asked you this before, but what what was it, little thirteen year old you, uh, held on to for all those years? What was it that was inspiring you to want to to do this? That maintained the passion for all these years. And one of the things you did mention was you mentioned that comics nowadays are like a very sanitary affair. Uh, yeah, well, I, yeah. Think, I think I think the all ages things kind of permeated a lot of different areas and, and all that. That's not necessarily why I held on to it, though. But that's mm-hmm. definitely I, I would say this about Space Bastards is that it's changed. That's one of the things about having it a part of me for so long. Yeah. It's like when I was 13, I was drawing. I was essentially just looking for an excuse to have like a whole lot like a, a, a comic book with a whole lot of Han Solos in it. You know what I mean? Like just. Yeah. Uh, Luke Skywalker. I just I want to write. You know, I want to in my little thirteen year old like sketchbook. You know, I want to draw a whole bunch of Han Solos. And yeah. what do Han Solos do? Well, they take stuff and deliver it places. Yeah, yeah, and then, yeah. And then I think it was like you know in my twenties after I had a job where I literally was like for five years pretty much sleeping under my desk. I mean it was mm-hmm. it was a TV production job and and I, I had a lot of responsibility at a very young age and. Um, I was scared to death of being fired. Like I yeah. was, uh, you know, it was just that whole thing. Like, um, I'm, I'm literally living for work. I'm sleeping under my desk mm-hmm. twice a week at the drop of a hat. I could be let go from this job and I'm back at ground zero and that yeah. scares the crap out of me. And that kind of evolved. I think when we started making films around then that sort of evolved it, like that was the theme was, Holy crap. Does everybody live this way? Yeah. Like, is this what it's like? <laughs> well, and, and, <laughs> funny. You know. I I like you have been the nine to five drunk. You know. Yeah. I've done yeah. it, and it, you know it, it's absolutely soul crushing shit. The th- the thing is, don't get me wrong. I think uh, I don't want to use the word normies, but I think people there's different personality types, and people are designed to do different things. Right? It's like if you take a swimmer and try and make them run uh, a marathon. They're, you know, they are going to a powerlifting competition. Maybe that's a better uh, analogy. If you take a swimmer and try and make them uh, go into a powerlifting competition, it's going to fucking kill them and they're not going to enjoy it. If you take a creative person and put them in that nine to five, it's going to kill them and they're not going to enjoy it. You know what I mean? So Yeah, and it was, a, it was a TV job, so it was a creative job, but it was just, I, I mean, I was like, I think I was hired, I think I was like a producer when I was like 18 or yeah. 19 or something like that. So I was just... It, it's an extreme example. It was one of those things where it was like, I'm producing an internationally syndicated show and like mm-hmm. I'm doing way too, I, I was not, I mean, I learned and it was the best, it was totally throwing me in at the deep end of the pool. So I'm not saying everybody has that, but like when I emerged from that and when it was time to write more Space Bastards to mm-hmm. make movies and stuff, like that was kind of what came out of it was, yeah, this is how this thing, I'm now in my 20s and this this is how this thing's going to evolve is now, the guy who the, the Han Solo that's taken the package from A to B, you know what I mean? Like it's, yeah. it's the, we have to somehow rope thematically the mass, the, the importance, or how can I put this? The importance, but also the cost of being uh, of of your lifestyle and and, and being um, you know the master of your own destiny and oh, all yeah. this stuff that was pretty important to me. And um, luckily now everything's kind of worked itself out. I have mm-hmm. a wonderful job and, and it allows me a lot of freedom and. 
you know, uh, uh, it's, it's, everything's cool, but, you know, but I do think that that theme is something that, um, I, to be honest with you, it makes Space Bastards harder to pitch in yeah. person without actually reading it or having like a physical copy. <laughs> do, do you know what? Because I, it's yeah. I, I know exactly what you mean because you're talking essentially. You're talking about it. it it's like um, what can I describe it to? It's like remember that bit in Wanted, the movie Wanted. Oh yeah, where the yeah, guy's yeah. in the fucking office job and he, he's bored shitless and he just you know it's it's just monotony day after day. And, uh, you know, I remember reading uh, Space Bastards and that came back to me a bit. Uh, but you went in a, what, what I consider a, a slightly more interesting direction. Uh, well, a more appealing direction than me. I'm not sort of trying to denigrate Mark Miller stuff or anything. Uh, but uh, it, it's the thing is, and this is for anyone who's going to uh, read this, and I hope you are in your your uh, millions i hope this is just going to be a top seller because uh you know it's 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 like it starts off with the everyman and it's less of the hero's journey than the rogue's journey the evolution of a, a rogue i guess what it takes to become that you know and what it costs uh yeah, so there's yeah. a bit there's a bit of breaking bad in there yes oh um, yes there's there's that's what I mean when I say it becomes a little bit harder to market just simply yeah. because like when people ask us, well, who's your audience? I kind of go like, Hey, have you ever like been dissatisfied with your life? Yeah. Then there you go. You're our audience. You're a pretty broad theme, you know? <laughs> yeah, it is. But I think at its core, this is sci-fi fans. Like sci people who like, you know, sci-fi, they're like Lobo, uh, you know, they like 2008, uh, Vertigo comics in the nineties. Some of the, you know, the, the, the sci-fi themed, uh, image stuff. Uh, you know, even I would go as far as to say some of the, uh, the more European stuff, the stuff that you see popping out of humanoids and things like that. You know, I read a lot of that stuff because it's the same format as what you're doing. You know, it's it's that nice thick hardback. I love all that shit. And, you know, I, I it, it's funny because I think you're in, in what you're doing, you're ahead of the curve in terms of what um, the American market's doing, in terms of what the UK market's doing. You know, uh, uh, if you look at Europe, that's what they sell almost exclusively, big, fat hardbacks. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, you know, you give me one of those, like, monthly by monthly or something, I'm going to buy it. I, you know, that's, that's, that's where I'm at in my life. So, I, you know, I really want to see this do well. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, dude. I've got to, you know, I'll do everything I can to push push the life out of this for you because ultimately, uh, it, it, you know, a solid reading experience for me right now. It, it's I haven't. It's hard to say because sometimes you run into kids nowadays and they're like, oh yeah, I really love what such and such is doing with Spider Man, or you know, I really love what's going on in uh, you know Image or whatever, but. I remember when all me and my buddies did when we were younger was go, holy fuck, did you read such and such in 2008? Did you read like, you know, uh, my, I remember my cousin saying, oh, did you read The Dead Man or, you know, ABC yeah. Warriors was another big one for me. Or even if you look at what was happening in comics, you know, you had the 90s uh, X-Men with Claremont and Jim Lee. You had, uh, you know, Larry Hama and the Cuberts on Wolverine. I remember reading Wolverine issue 90. It was like an entire fucking issue long fight you'd never seen anything like it before and and you know all these there was this, even in american comics at that time there was that issue of gi joe in the i think that was in the 80s snake so, eyes the, uh, snake silent running oh jeez. 
you know, I mean, that, that shit was just fucking awesome. And then you look yeah. at Vertigo, and Vertigo, like, you know, you start off with the Alan Moore stuff. It was this pre-Vertigo when he was doing Swamp Thing. All the stuff he did with Swamp Thing is, is Marvel slash Miracle Man stuff. This was setting, you know, this was setting up the human, uh, the superhero hero deconstruction stuff for, you know, it was about like 20 or 30 years in advance of its time. You know, we're only really getting into that properly now. So all this exciting shit was happening, whereas you look, you look at what's happening now, and it's all like, uh, uh, let's just uh, pitch this and hopefully Hollywood picks it up. You know, let's... Yeah, let, let's, yeah, well, I, yeah I would love it. I, if it's the right thing, like we've... The, the thing about Space Bastards is that because it has been a part of us for a decade in terms of me and Joe, and then yeah. longer than that too, it's... Um, it, it it's so crazy carefully curated mm-hmm. like I, I can't stress that enough is that i mean even us even us coming out of the gate with that oversized hardcover and saying no this is screw it no this is how you're gonna read it like it's you, you can't get it any other way here you go um yeah. and it's expensive but this is the way to experience it it's a boutique thing yeah i mean that's that's kind of how we view about any of the licensing stuff too i think i think uh joe especially is extremely careful with all of that you know just all right, if we're going to do anything, even a website, like even us making a website, it's just that is a extremely collaborative process, yeah. you know, across the board. Oh, yeah. um, I just, love the we website. Just care so much, you know. Yeah, it's, uh, you can you can tell that it's a passion, you know. And you, you can I, just tell. I was going to say too, in terms of the like Miracle Man or, um, uh, yeah, any of that stuff. Like for me, I can't. You, you mentioned Dead Man. Like Dead Man, I immediately went out and I bought huge collections of frogs after that oh yeah like, yeah it was dead dead man i mean i read uh, bef- ages before that i had read america and i had read like the batman Judge yeah. crossover by disney yeah. um i had done um yeah i'd read you know loads of stuff but it yeah. was like just a funny quick story about dead man is like i read i read the you know dead man and it's uh, i don't want to do spoilers here so and it's um peripheral content mm-hmm. yep. uh, that comes in and out of it uh if you know what i'm talking about oh i know the, um, basically like when that when i when i i was surprised like when i got that i immediately went out and spent like a thousand dollars getting boxes and boxes and boxes of frogs yeah. just to have like just to read everything i mean like I, I can't um yeah like i lose i lose my shit over comics like when i yeah. read something i really really like um yeah i i will i will become infatuated with it oh, you know dude big time and you know it, it's funny i that's what i mean you know we live in a time whenever yeah I, I don't know whether it's the advent of uh you know so much technology and things like that but there was something very uh i don't know how would you say alluring to walk into, I don't know where you you ran into your your initial comics, but you know, I, yeah. I my local news agents. I remember walking in, and they say this is this is true of of guys primarily, uh, but you know, also uh, girls are less visually stimulated than guys, right? Um, but guys are visually stimulated, and I always found that I was le- I I had a good reading age. I was good at reading. Less, less so than the girls. You know, the girls in my class. You know, they were obviously they were more advanced. But what really um, drew me in was the imagery. So whenever you know I came across the the, I, I think one of my first ever progs is AB, I saw ABC Warriors in it. Which I, stuff? Uh, like the original, like the 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 original. Uh... Oh no! This was the Kev Walker. This was Chronicles oh. of Chaos. 
Um, oh, okay, so, yeah. so I opened it up and flipped through, and I saw Chronicles of Chaos, and I was like, what am I looking at? This is just, it fucking blew my mind, you know? And, yeah. uh, you know, the allure of this, uh, it was a combination of just really raw, uh, unrelenting storylines, smart science fiction that wasn't pandering in any way it didn't say uh you know oh we're gonna we're gonna break this down for you and make it easy to digest you really had to think about it especially yeah. you know grant and wagner i mean they had a lot of allegory worked into their stuff a lot of uh underlying politics yeah you could you could go there for the action but there was more to it than that so you, you know you look at this sort of uh you know tight uh artwork of guys like carlos Escara and uh, you know, then you, later on you would have the fantasy artwork of, of guys like Besley, Kev Walker. And it was just, it had it all, right? And yeah. so that, those mediums sucked me in. And I don't know whether I, you know, is it because is it we're getting old and I look at art nowadays and it looks very, I look at a lot of art anyway and it, and it seems plain. It seems safe. It, it, it doesn't seem like it's, you know, it's threatening anyone. It says, hey, come and, come and read me. I, I'm nice. Your parents will definitely have no problem with you reading my content. And it, whereas, you know, I had to hide copies of 2000 AD when I was a kid. I, I, had, I remember I got Dark Horse Total Carnage. It was the UK anthology, yeah. and it had the mask, Grendel Warchild, Army of Darkness, uh, and then the Aliens anthologies, which had, you know, uh, the, the, the book one and book two stuff. Uh, it had all the sort of little uh, one-offs that Dark Horse were putting out. That was really dark, scary shit. But I was, yeah. I was about 11 and I was reading this stuff. And, you know, that theoretical, uh, smart, edgy uh, teenager or pre-teenager, in my case, I guess, um, it, that, that person isn't being marketed to now. There's no one saying, you know, yeah, we got to hook this kid. You know, they're saying, hey, look at these incredibly safe characters. They're all fun. Wow. Gee. Instead of going, let's fucking give them something to sink their teeth into, man. You know I mean? You know, I, I think like, like, I, here's something that I like think about all the time, and I don't have an answer, but I, mm -hmm. I wonder if maybe – I think these books still exist, but I, they're just not being marketed to me maybe. maybe due to the changing landscape. Like one of the things with 2019, as it were, is like – I mean I'm guilty. I order so much stuff through Amazon. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Which, which a change in that buying behavior means I'm not necessarily walking into a comic store talking to like, you know, Bob – who I talk yeah. to every Wednesday, who can sit there and tell me, dude, you got to check this thing out. Yeah, you know what yep, I mean? Yep. Like, it, it, I think it's, I, I worry sometimes that I think things have maybe changed so much for convenience that we miss out on that, um, that sort of exchanging of ideas and exchanging of like recommendations and stuff, you know? Do you know what? I, I actually, I would agree with you on that. I, well, one of the things I made a, con a concerted effort to do because it, I used to, you know, I tried to opt out of physical comics for space reasons it became like yeah. i had like fucking nearly 30 long boxes of stuff right and if you're moving around or you're going anywhere that shit is hard to move right so i was like ah uh, so i sold a, a huge whack of my collection and i stripped it down to the stuff that i was absolutely going to come back to at some stage or stuff that just had too much sentimental value and i tried digital but let me tell you I hated digital i fucking hated it it just it hurt my eyes reading the screen um in the end, I was like, I hate this shit. I want to have a vi I want to have a physical copy. So I went back to picking up stuff 
at my local comic shop which that, that was another reason i went back because i didn't want to see the comic store closed down i've worked in a couple of comic shops in my time uh, i love the experience of it yeah don't get me wrong you know you, you're gonna have uh, customers who are a pain in your ass or whatever that's like any retail but the reality is those stores you could go in and there was always some dude behind the counter and he would tell you some interesting shit that you hadn't tried yeah, you know? Uh, right. uh, you know what I mean. So it's 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 a big. I mean, that was an entire. That was a weekly. That was a weekly behavior for probably the first like twenty years of my life. Yeah. 25, 30 years of my life. You know, and and uh, admittedly, I'm I'm my own worst enemy there. I just I haven't. You know, I get I get kids running around. and yeah. I work two jobs and all that stuff. I just don't get out as much as I used to. Yeah. But that is the thing is that it's like. There's, so, there's such a convenient way for people to procure books these days that, like, I, I, I do wonder if – I wonder how many are like me where we just don't get that opportunity as much, you know? Oh, totally. Self-imposed, but you still, yeah. you know. So I, I totally agree. And another thing is – well, there's another couple of things. One is I feel – that uh, a lot of books are, are quite dear for kids nowadays. So you're trying to attract, you know, younger readership. But how are they going to afford like a five, you know, a five dollar, six dollar book? Uh, yeah. You know, I mean, whenever I was buying them, they, they were like the equivalent for you would have been like a dollar or two, you know. So you, right, could, you right. could get if you had, you know, a, a, a 10 bucks, say, you know, you could have bought like, you know, five or six books, uh, something like yeah. that. Um, yeah, you come away. You come away feeling like you. Yeah, you, you know your dad yeah. or whoever took you to the store, and you came away with a bunch of stuff. Yep, you know? yeah, stuff. Whereas nowadays you might get a book or two if you were lucky. So yeah. you know the inflationary prices. Uh, you know that's putting off the youth market. I think also that another thing is that there's a legacy audience like us guys in our age bracket, and because all the stuff that we're coming running into nowadays doesn't appeal to us, we're not passing it on to the kids. We're not saying, hey, you should really read this. We're like, oh, fuck. I'm so disappointed. I don't want my kids to read this stuff. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I, I know it because, honest to God, I, you know, there's, I, I'm recommending people to read shit from 20 years ago. Oh, you haven't read, you know, uh, Watchmen? Oh, you need to try it out. What about something from now, Uncle Mark? Oh. Um, it's a tough thing because, yeah. I mean, I think, it's, I think it's hard for everybody to make money in comics. And that in itself is, oh, is yeah. a large – that's a larger conversation. But, like, Big time. the – you know, I get I get asked this by people all the time, like at my local watering hole and stuff. And mm-hmm. People will be like, "Oh man, you know, comics are huge these days. Comics are huge because of the mm-hmm. movies and stuff." And they're right, but that doesn't necessarily mean more books sold, and it, and it certainly doesn't mean more off the beaten path books sold. Yeah. It, 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 a lot of that stuff is purposefully trying to be as broad as possible because, look, if you want your movie to make a billion dollars, or I don't know, whatever that's. 600 million pounds yep. i don't know the um you know you 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 need it to be as broad as possible you know what i mean like if somebody's going to invest a bunch of money in a property they want to know that hey this thing's going to be a success or as much of a mm-hmm. it's going to have as many chances of success as possible yeah. admittedly i say this as a guy who's written like a very niche book that is not all ages mm-hmm. and um you know i mean that is the thing is that it's it, it you know if there was a movie of Space Masters, no, I can promise you, it's it's it would never do as well as insert Marvel movie here. You know well, what I mean? You know, it's the, just the, the, not the same thing. Uh, totally, and it's interesting that you say that, right? It's interesting that you say that because here's the thing: definitely, you have a broader demographic with, say, uh, sea of superhero books. You do, you definitely do. You've got a lot more people who can read them, 
But yeah. if they're bland and shit, those people aren't going to read them anyway. The thing is, and do you remember when superhero movies were all sanitary and there was no A-teens and then Deadpool came out? Oh, yeah, yeah. And everyone was like, holy shit, it's a superhero movie and it's got it's got killing in it. Do you remember uh, the, the cult um, sort of, how would you say, the cult explosion of dread uh, after the fact? Because no one went to see that movie in the, in the cinemas and then it was discovered more on DVD and Blu-ray. And yeah, it, and, it's, and it's always one of those things that's a little bit harder for me too because I remember, like, people do the whole, like, this is the, this movie first of its kind and yeah. then i have to sit there and say well no i mean it's a wonderful movie it's fabulous yep. deadpool i mean but like have you seen this lovely little thing you know what i mean this is yeah. i mean that's the that's the thing is that everything is um there is stuff that's that's kind of i, I you know rated r or mature readers mm-hmm. kind of stuff out there that's you know maybe just not as successful as the marvel properties you know yeah, well you know that's the thing i don't think anything's as, as successful as the marvel properties but it doesn't mean that you can't uh achieve uh, a really massive audience and a huge level of success i mean it's it's like this uh you know let's let's look at lobo for example say let's go back to the 90s lobo is never going to outsell x-men right but that doesn't right. mean that there isn't like a shitload of people who absolutely love Lobo. And I know because I'm one of them. You know, like I read, I bought all the mini series. I bought, I whenever I, uh, I think it was, was it Grant and Wagner did the book for a while? I, I read all, you know, I read the series. Uh, you know, so it's it's like, you know, you know the, the, the sort of fringe stuff will never do as well as these enormous uh sort of uh, multi-fauceted, uh, family-friendly efforts, but it doesn't mean that you can't you can't still be massively successful. And coming back to Space Bastards, yeah, it's a niche book, but it's a niche that has a lot of love from a lot of people, you know? And yeah, I mean, I, I think, I don't want to put words in people's mouths, but, like, I've had wonderful, um, Simon Bisley's on the book, and yeah. he's in the first volume as well. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, that the... the I've had lovely conversations with him where he's just cracking it up and, and going, you know, this is bonkers. This is crazy. Yeah. And I, and I, and I think to be honest with you, again, I have to be careful. I don't want to put words in my artist's mouths, but like that's, we've had that conversation with a lot of people, a lot of times where they're going, this is just so fun, yeah. you know? And, and, um, that means the world to me. That makes me happy. I, I could tell you like me and Joe, uh, we, you know, we're, we're, it's trying to kind of make that book that I think we would want to read, Dude, you know what I mean? Yes. Like, you know, now, uh, decades ago, any of that stuff, you know, yes. that's, that's what's most important, you well, know? You're absolutely right on about that. And I say this all the time, the people, it's something I bring up all the time. Look at, look at two of the most successful, and I'm mo- using movie directors, okay? I'm using them as uh, because, the again, people will know these guys more, but look at George Lucas and Steven Spielberg, right? Yeah. Now, you look at the two most popular franchises, what were they? Retreadings of the serials that these two dudes loved whenever they were young. Star yeah. Wars, it's sci-fi serial, and Indiana Jones, it's an adventure serial. And they're two of the most beloved f- franchises in movies, right? And all yeah. they were doing was saying, we want to make movies that we want to see. Because that passion translates, you know what I mean? So, you know, whenever you say, we're making a book that me and Joe would want to read, well, the first thing that happened was you got it to someone like, you know, a bunch of guys in the UK, and they were like, holy shit, this is the sort of book that I would want to read. 
you know, yeah. uh, and and so it was, the passion it was a real experience doing the book tour, like doing the little the the, the you know the pre-launch thing that we yeah. did out in Enniskillen and Bristol. I mean, that was normally first off, like my Europe trips are always the highlight of my year. Like yeah. when I ran into you last year, just hung out and we got a good conversation and all that stuff. Oh, that, yeah. that stuff's always the highlight of every year. So I was going to be happy anyway. But then literally the book showed up in Ireland. And then so mm -hmm. after all this time, I had never actually held it, right? I mean, mm -hmm. I designed it, but we didn't really I, – I haven't smelled it. I haven't smelled yeah, yeah. it. So <laughs> I, I, I'm awake for like 36 hours or something, and I get to my hotel in Enniskillen, and, and there's the book. And then I've got Simon calling me going, I, you know, I'm at the bar downstairs. And I'm mm -hmm. like, okay. And so no sleep for me. Yeah. And, oh, no. No, no, no. If he's you know, in the bar, then, you're not uh, getting any sleep, man. No. And then it's just like fans – fans of stuff that I'm also a fan of getting a chance to pick up the book and hold yeah. it and all that stuff. It, I'll say this is that like, cause this is really, really important is that the price tag is always really kind of concerning to me. Mm -hmm. um, if you don't see it, you know what I mean? You're going to look at it and go, man, I don't know. Yeah. 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 It, it takes like actually like looking at the book and, and, and realizing kind of what it is. I mean, it is a tome. It is, it is a, it is exactly kind of the sort of books I collect from you yeah. know other other authors and stuff, and and so that was the thing is like actually having people like pick it up, look at. I mean, after all this time of development and all that, like somebody actually coming up and going, "Oh, this is neat. Yes, here's my money." That simple transaction is amazing to me. Like yeah. that to me is like, oh yay! Like <laughs> oh yeah, it's 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 a um, like you get it. You know what I mean? Like oh. somebody else like gets it and goes, yeah, I would spend money on this. And I go, cool. Cause I would too. I mean, that's exactly it. Is well, that it's, um, we're producing a kind of book that I think I wish I could read more of, you know, yeah, oh, dude, to totally. And here, here, I mean, this is, it's the important thing. And it's the important thing that you're hitting on. And I think is lacking a lot in, in today. And that is you're actually deeply invested and care about this thing to the point where you want to make something that other people like you can come along and read and love, right? So, I yeah. mean, my, you know, the, I, I read a lot of stuff and it feels like nobody gives a shit about it. It's like they were just assigned the book, you know? It's it's like so, a, yeah, yeah yeah someone said to him oh how do you feel about doing this character and they were like who hey. and they said oh you know such and such and they were like oh well maybe it will be good for my CV motherfucker you know you're born the living shit out of me with some of this fucking stuff I'm so, I'm so sorry I you know I, I don't mean to <laughs> hijack you know the pimp in the book I'm gonna pimp it in a minute because I just before before I go on a rant I'll say this right. It's the pledge for the book and to get the book, it's like 40 bucks, right? And I have, I've got the book upstairs. I've got, I've got two copies of the book actually. And it is a big fat tome. Uh, it's, it's a huge volume, hardback bound with some of the fucking nicest art and real clean, nice, you know, paneling. And the storytelling is just aces. I love it. I love the book and I want this to do well because I want to read more of it. And I am a guy who's been reading comics for what, over 30 years? So you can trust my opinion, right? And not, so, so I'm, I'm pimping that. That's, that's my pimp bit done, right? Now I'm going to go back to that. I'm going to go back to this fucking, right? I, I read books nowadays and it feels like nobody gives a shit. It feels like by the numbers stuff. And, and would it be too much to ask that we get a bit of goddamn passion? Would it be too much to ask that we get a bit of goddamn passion in the writing? Really? You know? It's out there. I'm telling you, I don't, 
I don't want to put down the whole industry. I'm not. No, we're not doing that. We're not doing that. Listen, I know. Listen, I know plenty of guys in the industry, and they're fucking top guys, and they're really good. They're really good at what they do. They're lovely people. They're and but there's other stuff you read, especially all this YA shit, and it is just killing my soul. It is like someone stuck a vacuum cleaner up my ass, and they're sucking my fucking soul out every time I read it. And I'm like, I paid money to have my soul sucked out my ass. So. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's just how I feel. That's how I feel sometimes. And I, yeah, you're gonna get people go. Oh, it's not for you. It's not for you, old man McCann. It's not for you. It's for the kids. It's not for fucking anyone. The kids aren't reading it anyway. They're not reading it either. They're well. They, I have to, so that is that is a good thing. And again, this is another rabbit hole question. So we should duck in this and then duck out quick. Oh yeah, sure. But I wonder about that, right? I have a, my my oldest child is four, and yeah. uh, I took him to his uh, his first comic shop visit for a free comic book day this year. Oh, awesome! And he loved it. He, he loved it. Like he was crying when I took him out of there. Oh, uh, awesome! And people people were looking yep, at me, yep. wondering if I was a bad father. I mean, it was it was rough. And um, the uh, that's the biggest thing is that like I wonder about when he's like thirteen, mm-hmm. like I wonder what he's gonna do. Like I I, I again, I'm not trying to be like. Uh, massively depressing about stuff but it's like i do sometimes wonder if like well you know for me it was such a magical experience yeah that sort of pre-adolescent adolescent finding stuff and and like the first time i read Watchmen, i mean that was all i could think about for like a month you know what i mean or the the first time i found uh, the first time i found john wagner you know yeah um or or simon bisley's work or colin mcneil or any of the stuff that like i found when i was very young and i kind of sit there and i go you know Part of, I think I do think, in my opinion, a byproduct of the movie thing that's happening right now mm-hmm. is that that's that that is the that is the large you know if people if people work comics for a living you know I mean you can't ignore that and so yeah. there is that consideration and I and I do think that maybe a byproduct of that is again this concern I have for my son when he's like thirteen you know going. Hey, where's the Sandman of today? Where's the you know, you know, where's the where's the stuff that's gonna totally broaden his horizons and make him have maybe the same reaction I had, which yeah. was, I can't believe somebody made this or I can't believe this stuff exists. Yeah, it's so cool, you know. It's, and yeah, um, it's trippy yeah. shit and it's out there. It's it's like you know, imagine reading comics during the sixties and seventies and reading the yeah. creepy anthologies and you know the uh, the creepy and the eerie stuff and then you know you, you i don't know maybe you read dr strange and you felt like you'd been on an acid trip you know stuff like that you're you're absolutely right on i mean listen uh, you, you, we had an experience during the 80s and 90s where it was these guys who were uh essentially rewriting a mythology you know they were rewriting yeah. it and they were they, they were forcing it into areas that was uncomfortable. Uh, they were making it grow, uh, sometimes up, sometimes in weird directions. Especially if you read the Vertigo stuff, you read like something like Animal Man or, you know, uh, The Invisibles. Uh, it, you know, Grant Morrison was tripping your fucking brain out. Uh, it's it's the same with you know all Alan Moore stuff. He was forcing you to have philosophical conversations about things. Uh, he wasn't telling you what to think which is a, a, a big problem with comics nowadays. It's like, this is what you must think, otherwise you're a bad person. It wasn't telling you that. It was saying, here's a, a dilemma. Uh, here's yes. how it's resolved itself. Uh, 
what side do you stand with this? You know, I mean, you know, uh, do, uh, it wasn't easy. It wasn't clear cut. It was forcing you, the reader, uh, to, to have that conversation. And it treated its readers like smart people, not like a bunch of fucking dummies who were just showing up to, you know, cash their, their money in every week at the comic shop. It was saying, well, we got some smart people. And that was endemic of sci-fi and horror and everything. Look at all the great sci-fi and horror. And, uh, you know, uh, I was going to say action. Some of the action was pretty smart. But you look at that stuff and it treated you like an adult. Everything did. All the comics, even you know, even mainstream Marvel superhero comics, uh, they had, you know, smart themes embedded in them uh, and treated the, the, the person who was reading it like, you know, like somebody they, they respected rather than someone they were pandering to or trying to induct some. The, the, there's a one of my favorite reads when I was like that age was uh, I was really big. I found my way in the wild storm. And yeah. There's this, great okay. thing that, there's this great thing that happens in the late nineties where I think that there's a point, I forget called the sword of, is it the sword of, uh, I can't remember the name of the big crossover, but they did this whole wild storm wide thing that ran for like yeah. uh, 15, 20 issues or something. And, and wild storm up to that point generally was kind of maybe like, a little bit edgier, but not totally edgier. Mm, mm. It was like edgy for like American comics, yeah. American superhero comics, but largely this was, you know, you went there because it was, this is where Jim Lee is and, yes. and, and all that. Right after the crossover, basically Alan Moore comes on board for wild. Oh Cats. fuck. I remember this one. Go for it. And at the same time or around the same time, Warren Ellis comes on board for Stormwatch. Yep. And Again, spoilers, but screw it. I'm going to spoil this. This book's been out for like 25 years. Mm -hmm. The Ellen Moore totally tilts Wildcats on its head. Yeah. It turns into like true sci-fi, um, just awesomeness. And then he does kind of like a second run, and it's very much kind of like it's satire, and it, yeah. it's awesome. Like there's there's a superhero funeral and stuff that kind of goes by, and, and, and there's just so much good stuff in there that's funny and great and, and yeah, like very postmodern. Yeah, and then at the same time, Stormwatch is uh, Ward Ellis and Stormwatch like kills off like half the cast. Oh, and yeah, in the in the yeah. Aliens Wildcats crossover. I'm sorry. That was in the Aliens Wildcats crossover. They fucking just killed before, them off just before that. He yeah. did like in the one two shot years, three years on Stormwatch. <laughs> he still killed off. He killed off like half that crew. Made made room for a lot of the guys that kind of ended up becoming the Authority yep. and stuff like that. Yep. And then basically right before the Authority, yeah, you do have the Wildcats Aliens crossover, which yeah, you know how that turns out. Oh yeah. It's, it's um, that's like another sort of just. It was awesome. Like yeah, just hold on to your seats because like you don't know. They talk about subverting expectations and all yeah. that these days, but that's like true subversion okay. of expectations. It's yeah. Just this is a serialized format. They've given me the reins. I think this needs mm -hmm. to go in a totally new direction, and this is where I want to go. Yep. And that's where they go. And it's awesome. Anyways, point is, is that like shortly thereafter, like in the early 2000s, you see a lot of um, similar style writing getting involved in Marvel and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. and, and there's there's kind of that. That's one of those. Uh, it's just one of those things I really love is like this sort of like second coming of uh, the, the, uh, you know, the Atlantic invasion, I should say, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. Um, yeah, and and then and and it is like unlike Vertigo, it's like actually into like mainstream um, superhero big two books. You know what I mean? And and it's mm -hmm. and it's not friendly, and it's not uh, it's very much. I mean, Authority is not all ages. I, I think I could say that. You know? Oh, definitely um, not. No. And um, and 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 it's a huge colossal success. 
it makes a lot of people upstairs nervous, but it's it's a success. You know, people buy it and sells good numbers, you know. Oh, and totally. around the same time, Vertigo was doing Transmetropolitan. Mm-hmm. And I, think, yeah. I think by that time, Preacher either was ending or just ending. I mean, it was just mm-hmm. like a glorious time in comics, like oh, that dude. sort of turn of the century, you know. Dude, preach, preach. You're, you're absolutely, you're, you're preaching to the converted here, right? Um, yeah. I, you know, I mean, not only was that stuff reverential, of the superhero genre, it completely subverted it, and you know, guys like uh, Warren Ellis uh, were at the peak of their powers, especially during that period, uh, and he opened the door for guys like Mark Miller. I mean, you know, the the author- uh, uh, essentially, if you look at Stormwatch, it opened the door for the Authority, which opened the door for the Ultimates, which you know, the current the the Avengers, all those films could not exist in in their modern format. Would not have been even a consideration because Avengers, if you remember, was like a very stale book at that stage. And the Ultimate Universe reinvigorated a, a lot of uh, the thinking behind those characters. So, yes. um, you know, that was Mark Millar who followed up Warren Ellis on. He, he cut his his bone or he cut his teeth on the uh, uh, the second arc of the Authority following on from Warren Ellis. So, I mean, this this is where that, that, that stuff led, you know, it led yeah. to what we're in now. So, uh, like, you know, this absolute fucking, you know, uh, how would you say, uh, superheroic uh, hyperstorm that we're in now where the movies are massive and everything's massive and everything's doing well except the comics was entirely reliant on the comics. You know, yeah. like we need to get back to the point where people aren't just going, let's let's make these comics and then hopefully there'll be a movie. We need to get to the point where we're at now, where we've got guys like you out there going, let's make these comics because comics are fucking awesome. Because I want my kid to have something cool to read whenever he grows up. I want him to be inspired by something, some amazing artwork, great literature, that sort of thing, you know? Yeah. And I want to I wanna stick the landing on this real quick. And then I want to get into something else with you too. Sure. Because um, it's very important to me. Um, but I will, but I will say this too is that like there is no, there is no space bastards without the authority. There's no space yep. bastards without preacher. There's no space bastards without Watchmen or certainly Judge Dredd, like mm-hmm. my favorite comic of all time. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. There's no, there's no space bastards without, uh, without you know, yeah. John Wagner, Alan Moore, uh, Warren Ellis, mm. uh, Mark Millar. Uh, 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 God, I've, I've gotten myself in trouble because I've started naming names. So it's like, if I don't <laughs> name everybody. Yeah, don't worry. Garth don't Ennis, worry. you know, I mean, certainly. Yeah, Garth yeah. Um, but, but that's the thing is that like, that's, that's really it. Is, is I am a byproduct of just digesting all that stuff for probably a good like 10, 15 years mm. of kind of my adolescence. And, and, and um, yeah, and especially 2000 AD. And, and, and it informs, it, it totally informs the comic. The comic Space Bastards we've produced, it's right now, we're still making new stuff. So I hope it's successful, otherwise, yeah. you know, this new stuff is pointless. But the, um, the, we've, we've produced, like, finished enough stories for four volumes. So yeah. anybody that does buy this volume, you're not buying something that's like a prototype or a, um, you know, an idea or a pitch packet or anything like that. Mm-hmm. This is something that exists and, and multiple volumes exist. We just want to print them, and, and actually, I want to be able to talk about these stories because the only people, the only person I can talk to about it is really uh, Joe. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and I work with them, so it's not the same, you know. Uh, but but I wanted to ask you about Black North, man. Oh, okay. Well, sure, for, sure. First thing I'll say before we get into that, get over to Kickstarter and back the shit out of this campaign for Space Bastards. Do it, do it now. 
get over there and back the shit out of it because this this I really wanted to succeed so so bad. Black North, um, <laughs> I've made, I've done so much material on this. I will. I don't want to melt people's heads, but yeah, we're in the middle of a, we're, well, we're near the end of a Kickstarter campaign, and I've got to say, it's been an incredible learning curve. It's been a real chance to uh, get a feel for uh, the demographic, but also uh, learning how to market the people uh, and that sort of stuff. So, you know, it, it has been, it's been fun. I've enjoyed it. Uh, we're, uh, we're approaching, we're maybe about 21% backed, but our, again, to get it made was going to be like 25k. So, uh, uh, you know, what, what we've managed to get so far for two small guys who are relatively unknown and totally unknown in the US, I'm, I'm really, I'm really proud of us. And uh, I'm over the moon for everyone who is involved in the project. Uh, you know, they've just been fucking amazing. So, uh, you know, I, I've loved it. I've, I've loved this process and uh, I, love, I love the book. And I've, I think one way or another, much like yourself, it's, it's been an idea that's been gestating with me for a long time. Uh, you know, I was lucky enough to get Stephen Austin on board as the artist. He, he enjoyed the material. I, I don't know if you've seen his latest commission he did of the Dark Judges. It's just fucking yeah, cool. yeah, it's great. Blew my oh fuck! I saw it. And I was like, oh Jesus, how lucky am I to be working with this guy? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So you know, it, it it but it's a real passion project, and again, it harkens back to all that shit we were talking about. It's it's not. I, I'm not making this to pitch it to Hollywood. I'm making it because I love the genre. I want right. it to do well. I want comics to do well. I want people who uh, love this type of thing to go, fuck yeah, I would read that. You know, that's, that's what yeah. it's about. I think it shows. I mean, you have me at a disadvantage a little bit because I haven't read it, you know? What? Um, what? Yeah. No, I'm only kidding. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it's only like six pages, but we've got it so far, but, you know. No, but that's the thing is that I need, it, I need this thing to be funded so I can read it. Yeah, oh, dude, I know. I know. Well, Listen, uh, there may be, you know, if, if there's a Heel Mary play going to happen, it would be just fucking aces. But if if not, we have, other, we've got plans. We've got plans, okay, cool. you know, because, you know, I listen, you know, I'm not, I'm not, uh, how would you say, deluded. If, if something seemed incredibly infeasible, then I would go, you know what, people don't like it, they're not interested. But uh, as is, I think there's enough interest for us to come at this in a way that we could build more momentum as we go along. I think maybe one of the things we, we did straight out to get was, uh, unlike you guys, you've got a raft of fucking creators who everybody knows, right? You've got like, right. you know, Derek Robertson, Bisley, you've got a lot of big names straight on there. So, you know, uh, even though uh, yourself and Joe are new, uh, relatively new in the writing stakes, like you've got some stuff out there, but this is like a big project, all those, all the talent you've got involved are like known guys and that alone would drag me in. Whereas Steve and I are fresh. We're relatively fresh on the scene. So we sort of took a punt and I think we did pretty well considering. And, uh, you know, Steven's super talented. Oh, and like, fuck. I just met him for the first time this last, you know, a month ago in May. Yeah. And, um, yeah, just one of the nicest dudes ever. Like really, really just a gentleman. And, 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 um, yeah, and, and and I'm impressed by his work, and yeah, I, I definitely, I want to see, I, I want to see where you go, man. I want to see like, uh, I want to see kind of your vision and 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 um, and you know what you do with kind of a with a full, you know, what you do with like a full uh, empty slate of storytelling to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh yeah. So I mean, listen, it's not yeah. it's not like this is like a lot of a lot of I think aspiring um, 
writers over there kind of know like, well, if I want to get in, I do a future shock and stuff like that, you yeah. know? Um, but there's also writing future shocks hard because there's, there's a, there's a right, rightly. So there's a lot of constrictions. Like you oh, have to dude. fit within a certain thing. Black North, I feel like you really don't, right? Yeah, well, we had we had wiggle room, right? I mean, I'm used yeah. to I'm used to writing in the future shock format because everything I've written this far has been like incredibly short stories for anthologies, so like Comic House, 2080, uh, Future Quake, uh, Sector Thirteen, all that yeah. stuff is just compacted. You have to get it in six, four to six pages. So uh, Black North uh, allows the American uh, format of storytelling, which is you got like uh, you know. Uh, like a full well in in this case it was more European it was we we were going for ninety six pages but I I chaptered it so it was like twenty I burned twenty two pages a chapter you know okay. and uh because I'm used to reading you know the American format uh you know just the weeklies whether it be like you know Vertigo whatever uh, I'm yeah. used to reading stuff like that so uh I chaptered it that way and it just it gives you an incredible amount of space for development which you know like i say in a future shock you have to compact everything it has to be like four to six pages you have to get the plot the characters and the twist all jammed in there uh so it has to make sense and it is it, there's no room for rent let's put it that way do you know what i mean it's tight <laughs> well that's the thing that's the thing i love about future shocks too and yeah. i love i love tharg's practice of having people start there because it is smart like oh it's clever yeah I think like like you have to you have to get used to being dense yep. and to the point in that format, which I don't know if a lot of people naturally start out that way. I know I didn't when I was like starting out writing and stuff. Like I I didn't. I was you know totally the opposite. Oh, of course. Now yeah. now I can't imagine writing any other way. Like for me, yeah. it's like all right. Like do we have something important happening like right here? Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> not, it's just space, you man, know? you are right on about that, and that's where you know a good editor comes in because thing is when you start out you think you've got all the time in the world to tell the story and grab the audience's interest right but you see after you've you've written uh you know whoever your editor is or you know whatever uh normally what it's the old kill your babies thing they'll come in and they'll say listen you got to trim the fat on this shit why are you taking fucking five pages to do something that could you know be told in a panel and it's, it's another thing where it's kind of endemic of modern comics as well because I noticed like you know uh, things I, I remember and I, you know I'm going to name them but I, I don't mean this in a bad way uh, I love the guy's work up to a point but Brian Michael Bendis uh, took what was it like six issues in Ultimate Spider-Man to have Peter Parker in the costume right like yeah he, he, it was, like, it was yeah. Like, yeah it was uh, I, I'm emphatic uh, Ultimate Spider-Man fan. So, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that first thing, I mean, you you baby walk here. But, you know, I will say this. I'm sorry. I just opened myself up to debate here. But, like, <laughs> the the, uh, the I, that's a separate thing, I think, yeah. just because Spider-Man has such a legacy of uh, getting oh, yeah. into that costume. Well, that's a fair point. That I think he wanted to just do something different. But, yeah. yeah. Well, it's the, it's the HBO miniseries versus the movie, isn't that right? Totally. Because yeah, in, yeah, in, in the movie, right. yeah. you know, it's in the movie you have to compact what the whole thing into like an R thirty. Whereas the HBO miniseries, you get to do all the character development and stuff like that. Whereas it's good to be trained for the movie because yeah. that way you know how to get directly to the point. Uh, but you know, uh, whenever they come along and say, "Oh, uh, you're gonna be writing the HBO miniseries," then you can really add the, all that nuance. But you've also got the tight plot there. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, and it's not I'm a gigantic fan of like I still read the first thirteen issues of Ultimate Spider Man oh, all the time. Great. Like to me the first thirteen issues, like ending on thirteenth issue is a standalone issue where something mm-hmm. very important happens. I don't want to spoil mm-hmm. it again. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. But um it's a it's a it's the that to me is like the ultimate that is the ultimate ultimate Spider Man is like yeah. that little yeah. That, that to me like peaks at thirteen. Yeah, I've got. A, I've got, I meant to ask you a question. Actually, it just slipped my mind at the start of this because one of the things we've been talking about uh, throughout here is um, our, uh, you know, Vertigo as an influence. What do you think of yeah. Vertigo biting the dust? Sorry, run that by me again. What, what do you think of the Vertigo imprint being shut down? No, I'm crushed. I'm. 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 Cr- I'll just say this real quick. Uh, oh God. I think Joe will be mad at me for saying this, but screw it, I'm going to do it. The, uh, do it. Just get it out. Yeah. If I could have any editor in the entire world, it would be Karen. I mean, yeah. if, if honestly, if, yeah. if it was, yeah. I mean, I, I if, if, if Space Masters was anywhere, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm in love with that, you know? But mm-hmm. like, um, yeah, Vertigo getting shut down. I mean, the end of an era, I'm crushed. But yeah. at the same time, I don't know. I admittedly was not so totally into maybe like the last five years of Vertigo. Oh, also. I thought a lot of it was bad. Yeah. I, I you know agree. what I'm saying? Yeah. I like the American vampire stuff, right? I like the yeah. American vampire stuff. And there was bits and pieces. Like I like Jason Aaron's stuff, like the Scalped series. Yeah. And um, there was other, there were other things as well. Uh, you know, I th- but I think I was starting to fade out around, you know, once, once 100 bullets wound up, uh, once... Uh, you know, scalp, scalped wind up, uh, Hellblazer, whenever it got folded into the main DC universe. Um, and then I guess the last thing I was sort of in any way interested in was the American vampire stuff. So what was, what was there in the end, especially whenever they relaunched it, like it, none of that resonated with me at all. And, uh, it can it kind of really, you know, uh, I, I don't know. I don't want to say stuck in my craw. It wasn't, that visceral reaction, but I remember being bothered that there wasn't anything that I could, uh, I could latch onto. And so I, I think, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, this is the part where I like hand in my fan card, but like the, the, there's, I don't read as much as I should. And, yeah. and to be honest with you, I mean, like it got like, I think when all that stuff was happening, when new 52 was happening and also too, when mm-hmm. vertigo was relaunched, uh, was right when, I was kind of at the peak of my company that I was running yeah, at the time busy. and all this mm-hmm. stuff. So I, I wasn't, I'm, I'm, I'm terrible in terms of going out and finding yeah. more and more new stuff. And, mm-hmm. and that for me, that's my takeaway as well mm-hmm. is that like, I, I'm in love with the tent pole vertigo stuff. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like the stuff that is unavoidable. I should throw the boys in there as well. To be honest oh, it's with weird. you. Yeah. Um, it's... even though it's not a vertigo book, like the, but like that sort Dynamite. of thing where, yeah. where I can, and, and, I'll say this is pound for pound. I think maybe the boys is one of the last comics that was like really exploding and out there. And like, I totally gobbled up, you know? Yeah. Well. No, absolutely. Like absolutely. I, I could say that. I don't think I'm, I don't think I'm talking out of turn or, or anything by saying like, it's hard for me to think of something as explosive and awesome as the boys mm. in like the last, I don't know. 2019. I'll just say that. That's safe. Uh, dude, yeah. T- uh, 2019 is listen. T- 2019 is basically saying anything wrong, and you're a Nazi, right? That this right. is this is the fucking climate we live in now. Saying anything I don't like, and uh, I will uh, smear you as uh, a 1940s fucking villain. You know what I mean? Uh, th- yeah. Th- this is what you're up against. And once those smears are attached, it's just. 
like people have forgotten how to apply nuance to something you can't just dislike something at the minute or say oh i don't agree with you you have to be the fucking polar opposite you have to be the the, the enemy you know so yeah. uh, you know everything's, everything's I, so widely divisive out here so but divisive the, um, yeah um but yeah i yeah so i i think that's kind of some of the spirit of space bastards i think does come from that is again there's these sort of like temple temple uh you know uh stadium rock concert kind of books that i grew up on you know yeah, that yeah. i think um i really want to see more of you know well it doesn't apologize you know uh it's what it doesn't apologize that was the Space first Masters? yeah that no, was the first I thing on purpose i mean i can say this enough people have read the book now like it, yeah. there's i got into a conversation with people yesterday about it and i need to be careful about this because i get too passionate about it but like yeah. but that is one of the things that i should probably make clear for people is that um especially in the first volume, mm -hmm. you know, we kind of make it clear. There, there's an unreliable narrator thing here. Like yeah, yeah. We, we try to make it pretty clear almost immediately that like, yeah, like you, we're, we're, we're taking you on our ride, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, no, you know. big time. And that was the first thing. One of the first things that hit me about it was this book doesn't give a fuck. It is not going to apologize, and it is not going to bend over and fucking kiss your tippy toes and say, "Oh, I'm so sorry that I offended you." It's just not yeah. going to do it. It 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 is there to get right up in your fucking grill and say, "Like me or love me," you know. And I I think the vast majority of people, uh, it's especially in the sort of you know coming from the sort of background that we talked about, <coughs> they're going to love it. Oh, so, thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Same thing, same thing goes for Black North as well, man. Like, I'm really excited to read it, you know? Well, dude, I'm really excited to, to, to have made uh, as much of it as I have. And thank you so much for, for the enthusiasm and the interest. And, uh, you know, I, I gotta say, uh, you know, I, I am deeply invested in getting it out there. And I'm also deeply invested in other projects like uh, Space Bastards getting out there because like we were talking about, I can't remember if we recorded this part of the conversation, but we had a conversation where a lot, uh, at the start of a conversation, we were talking about how a lot of people in our age bracket are having uh, similar chats and the chats are all along the lines of, you know, there's nothing out there for me now that's really resonating in that particular way it did whenever I was younger. I feel an obligation to do something about that. And you're doing something about it. I'm doing something about it. There's loads of people out there doing something about it. And that's no disrespect to the current crop of creators. There's guys working in comics right now who I'm friends with and I, I love them and I love their work. Uh, you know, but um, the, the ones I know whose work I follow... Um, or uh, I guess, I guess they're they're in the minority in the vast scheme of things. You know, there's there's even more out there whose work I, I'm not interested in and isn't doing it for me. So you know, I want to be one of those. I don't want to be one of those guys who sits around going, "Isn't this shit? It's a pity that we couldn't do anything about it." I'd rather be a guy who's going, "Well, let's do something about it. Let's see if we can get that enthusiasm back." You're doing it. I'm doing it. You know. Well, and I think. Not to get too sappy here, but I mean, like, again, I, I there's something enriching about making something, and I would just yeah. encourage anybody if they want to read, if they want to read more of a specific type of book, try and make it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's it's hard. I would not advocate anybody to do what I've done with Space mm -hmm. Bastards because it is really really hard. <laughs> yeah. But, like, but but writing, there's nothing to be lost by writing, and then failing and writing more and failing and writing more and just doing that if it makes you feel better you know what yeah. i mean it's it's i think it's yeah 
I would encourage anybody to do that. Like well, that doesn't cost any money. You it, know? Yeah, it's free. And the old adage that the master has failed more than the beginner has ever tried always sticks with me, right? Because yeah. like, you know, I, I have, I've failed a lot and I like to think in some of those instances, I've failed upwards. Um, you know, I've managed to, you know, learn something from the failure and take it with me uh, so that it became a learning experience rather than simply going, oh, fuck, you know, that, uh, that, 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 you know, uh, that's it, it's over, you know, what I do now. Instead of doing that, you know, you, you go, well, what didn't work? How can I make it better? How, how, do, how, do yeah. I, how do I invest more people in this? You know, so it, it's, it's more that than uh, actual, well, the, the crushing type of failure, which is where you just completely give up and it breaks you. No, I mean, the cool thing about writing is nobody has to see it. Yeah. I mean, I I have published comics before mm -hmm. and some stuff that, like, I think is great and then some stuff that is not great. Mm -hmm. And that's different because people read it and that that could be bittersweet sometimes. Yeah. But, like, you know, there's been projects where literally I've written drafts, like, full drafts and, like, erased them and mm -hmm. then started over and stuff. And I... I I always think that like that's yeah that's the best learning is that yeah. like, you know we're all our own worst critic but at the same time we're all our own best critic in terms of that you righteous know, if, if, if you're not, yeah. if you're not happy with it then you know righteous uh, don't don't stop just do it over I hear know? I hear you brother I hear you and sometimes you know sometimes there's nothing better than someone you know I I get a I've got friends who are pros and uh, some of them are really nice guys and will take the time on occasion to look over my stuff. And sometimes the feedback you get is really brutal, you know? And, yeah. But I would rather have that than someone just blow smoke up my ass and say, oh, that's wonderful, and try and stand my good side. It's better to have someone tell you your stuff shit and learn from it than to live in this perpetual delusion that, you know, you're just, you're, you're some, um, how would you say, uh, you, you, you've been denied uh, access to something uh, you know, uh, it's better for someone to go, well, no, you're shit, you need to improve than for someone to go, oh, you're great. Isn't it awful that all these people are keeping the door shut on you? You know what I mean? I, I, often I don't think that's the case. I think it's the case that, um, you know, you, you just have to keep going and persevere and try and get better and try and get as good as you can and, and put your stuff out there, put it, put it out there and let people have at it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's good. The pain is good, man. It, the pain it, is good. Yeah, no pain, no gain. It's good. Yeah. yeah. No. Arnold oh, was you right. Know that especially, you know that especially. I was talking with Glenn, and I was that was yeah. That's I'm always impressed by you, man. I it's wonderful to see physical change and all that. So <laughs> on a side note, I would say keep that up. Oh, uh, thanks very much. Thank you very much. I very much appreciate it. You were talking to Glenn, were you? What was what was he saying? Uh, no, I brought it up too. I was just we were talking about mutual acquaintance, you, you know, uh -huh. and. Um, and I was saying, like, you know, I just—it's great to see whenever you, whenever we do get a chance to kind of see like the physical, you know, hey, you're, you know, you're working uh -huh. and stuff. It's always, it's wonderful. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, you know, I stay. I, I got a, a, an admission here, right? I stick that stuff up, especially on social media. You'll notice I keep my social media relatively sanitized, but I stick that sort of stuff up because it's good to post 
so social media is ultimately a load of bullshit in terms of it, it presents this fantasy idea of stuff you know it's like the fantasy lifestyles and all that sort of stuff you know it, it's, it's presenting this false false idea so you look at celebrities and you think they're uber happy and all that sort of stuff but here here's here's the, the, the reality of the situation if if you put out all that negative bitter shit right it, it puts people off looking at you and it puts people off looking at your stuff so i always try and put out positive stuff uh positive stuff that makes people go oh isn't that great right yeah because that gets people looking at your stuff and if they're looking at your stuff they go oh well that's good that's aspirational uh i want to be that or that's made me feel better or whatever as opposed to the negative better shit which just has you know the, the complete reverse effect it's always nice it's, it's a it's it's always like it's a you know there's a the picture is a moment in time right yeah the reality is uh <laughs> joe would always like whenever i've gone through like my physical fitness you know stuff like oh, yeah. joe's always like loves throwing this old misfits uh lyric at me which is you know it's time to be an android not a man you know <laughs> and that's the thing is like the picture the book the, the before and the after picture is something you can always look back like you know like a wedding picture or something yeah. and be like oh that's nice but like in reality when you're actually like in there and you're grinding it out and all that it's not like that at all you know <laughs> oh dude to, to, totally i gotta tell you listen keep keep it up because i gotta tell you i was a big fat powerlifter right and don't get me wrong i had some really impressive numbers i was el- elite in some of my lifts I was really happy with it, but it was fucking killing me health-wise. So I, you know, I had to turn it around. And so uh, now uh, I'm much healthier, I'm much, much happier, and all that physical stuff. I, you know, I share it up with people. There's people out there who, I don't know. Uh, yeah, it gives people a positive experience on social media, but also uh, there's people out there who maybe are struggling with their own weight and they need to, to look at something like that and go, oh well, fuck, you know, if that guy can do it, you know. Well, I can tell you on my side, I, I sit there and I go like. Like, oh, yeah, what am I doing, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, it helps me get up, you know? Yeah, awesome, awesome. Well, listen, uh, I'm going to have to go and get ready for work soon. But before hey, I go... Hey. Yeah, I got to yeah, go. Before I go, I just want to say, as always, it's been an absolute, absolute pleasure, Eric. I, I love getting this opportunity to chat with you. And also, uh, you know, I'm really, really uh, fanatically hopeful that uh, everything's going to work out with Space Bastards. I, I think it will because ultimately you've just got a lot going for you. You've got uh, some mega talent involved and, uh, you know, I've re- having read the stuff, it resonated with me in a big way and I'm just really happy that it's out there. Do you know what I mean? Uh, thank you so much, yeah, man. Yeah, I mean, really, me. and I, you know, I do I sound like a fucking total sycophant this whole way through the podcast. Oh, Eric, your stuff's so good. Listen, it is really good, folks. I'm not even joking. I, I, I just enjoyed it. And, uh, you know, uh, we'll have to do this again sometime. And next time you're no, over... No, count, count on it. It's always a pleasure. We don't do it enough, so... I know, um, dude, I, I know. We, the, the biggest problem you and I have is that we have so much more stuff to talk about, so... Dude, we're... we're Literally, yeah. this is the tip of the iceberg. You know, we're not even, yeah. we haven't yeah. even got deep yet. But I, I'm hoping that sometime, whenever you're over, I couldn't, I couldn't make it this year because unfortunately, uh, I had stuff going on at home. I couldn't get over to Bristol or get to Enniskill. But, oh, you know, uh, we will get a time when we're going to get together. We'll have a few drinks. We'll have a good time and we'll shoot the shit. And hopefully, uh, by that time, you know, we'll both be. You know, laughing about uh, you know uh, uh, those instances where we were getting our balls bust, trying to get our our uh, uh, c- consecutive projects out there. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, no, we're in the grind right now. So yeah, we'll, yeah, let's do yeah. it. We'll, we'll definitely we'll get together and we'll talk some more. And, dude, um, dude, totally. Black North, man. 
I'm uh, I'm fired up. I can't wait for it to be out. So, but thank you uh, and, and Space keep Bastards. Keep encouraged and keep working, I would say. You know? Dude, absolutely, absolutely. And let me tell you something else too. You know, you said we're in the grind and that is totally true. Here's the reality about the grind. Nobody wants to hear about the part in the story where you made it. They want to hear about the part in the story uh, where, uh, you know, about how you got there, right? And this is yeah. the part in the story of how we got there. Busting our fucking balls. <laughs> Doing stuff, you know, having to do the, the 9 to 5, working the job, looking after the kids, all that shit. Just being regular Joes and trying to make the dream happen on the side. And that is just yeah. a simple reality, right? So, yeah, yeah. you know, and I, I believe it. I believe this is going to go great for you. So here, listen, Eric. A pleasure, man. Uh, this has been Considering Comics. Check out Space Bastards on Kickstarter. Check out Black North on Kickstarter. Guys, it's been an absolute pleasure as always. And uh, until next time, uh, take it easy. And I hope you have an awesome week.